similar. <gasps> Twins. <laughs> that I have a problem of. Uh, we all got problems up well, in here. Okay. Uh, here at the Noah's Surprise. Love podcast. <laughs> Surprise. Um, of tying my relationship to God into like productivity or like. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> Choke, choke on your drink. Welcome to the Know His Love podcast. I am Father Michael. And I am Molly. Molly, you're wearing the Know His Love sweatshirt. Bro, I know. Is it yours in here? Oh, I'm sitting on it. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) It's doing its job. (laughs) That was a weird laugh right there. <laughs> Hopefully, someday soon, people can buy them. Yeah, they're multiple awesome. people have been asking me about it. So. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Nice. nice. So, here we are. Here we are. We're doing a unique podcast today mm-hmm. um, where we're just kind of doing... And I obviously, you, you all hear a lot about us throughout the podcast because we share personal stories and stuff. But this is really just like a and a of us to each other. We're going to do some serious, mostly faith-based questions and then some just like funny ones. So you'll just get to get to know us better. And, you know, hopefully <laughs> within the things that we share, you'll get to just learn a little bit about the faith and us and just how God has worked in our lives. Yeah, I was I was thinking like the podcasts I like the most are... Uh or I like them because the conversations, like you get to know people, yeah. But you also learn things from the conversation. So yes, that's yeah. the goal here. Mm-hmm. They're not just like, "What's your favorite color?" It's all about us. <laughs> that's the whole reason we do this podcast yes. <laughs> to be self-centered <laughs> and egotistical. That's it's ministry. <laughs> that's ministry. <laughs> I am joking. Do you want to ask a question first? I would love to. Are we gonna ask them in random order? Just I think whatever kinda... one jumps out at you. Okay. Um, I really like this question a lot, and I think could be a good way to begin. What would you say is the most spiritual experience of your life? Why are See, you laughing? Because <laughs> I wrote that question. Yeah, you and did. I, was like, I didn't think of an answer. Um, <laughs> I thought about it as I wrote it. Well, what um, jumps to your head first? I mean, because I'm sure, like, when I read that, I have a couple. But what comes to your mind first? The ones that I think of are, as a priest, like, seeing ministry be fruitful oh yeah and so that's uh a few different occasions of like hearing somebody's confession where they really needed it and they were afraid and through the grace of god like i said the right thing yeah that helped them just to be open um or like uh on a special special occasions like retreats and like yeah like we gosh we talk about all the time like those are special like mountaintop moments and you don't always feel like that but those moments where you do feel like that can be amazing where you really see it's not bad yeah you see that like you put work into it and you tried to let to get out of the way so god can do his thing and when you see that really happen especially when you feel like you're not prepared that's pretty incredible oh yeah for sure and I think sometimes the deeper that you get into your faith, the more you can be like, okay, don't live off of the retreat high. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely true, right? You shouldn't live out of that place and let your faith fade along with that emotional experience. But God also wants to give us those experiences, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like other relationships. like It's like a romantic relationship, right? You don't feel that way all the time, but that doesn't mean the moments when you feel so in love with someone are bad. Yeah. So I think those are often what give us the fuel to like remain faithful in the times when we might be not experiencing that 
Um, yeah, I was so, thinking my answer should have been my ordination, <laughs> but I was so like freaked out and scared and nervous uh-huh. and kind of overwhelmed that it's a little bit of a blur. Yeah, I think it's more as you settle into being able to appreciate those moments. Oh yeah, uh, that they stand out. I can't imagine going from like not being able to, you know, offer absolution and you know consecrate <laughs> the Eucharist yeah. to just like suddenly having like the grace and the um you know, just the ability from God to do that. That's That's, that's got to be a wild experience. That's super weird. Yeah. Yeah, but it you was. Did it. <laughs> I did. Thanks. Was what was your first mass like? I have no idea. <laughs> I was so scared. I was yeah. I was nervous to the point that I if there weren't pictures, I wouldn't have a ton of memories wow. of it. That I was so nervous. Um I would be. I was sick the week before I went camping and got sick where I couldn't give out communion. Um, because it was contagious, no this way. thing that I had. So that's I remember that. So I, before mass, I came out and I had to explain this. So like what? that, that's something that stood out. And then the yeah. other thing, and it's mainly because there's a picture of it, is that I was introducing like at the end of the there were two friends, Father Jonas who was here was a deacon at my first mass, mm-hmm. and another friend, Father Brandon from Pennsylvania, and I forgot to introduce them, so I started laughing or something. But other mm-hmm. than that. I have snippets of like, oh, the music sounded good. That, yeah. That's really it. <laughs> that's kind of, that's just got to be so weird to think about. And you've been a priest for, what, nine? Maybe ten years in May. I got the number right. I'm yeah, really no, that's myself. good. What's the, what's the date again? May 21st. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your birthday month is my, or no, my birthday month is your. That's right. I was 13 when you became Shut a priest. Up. No, I was 11. <laughs> Don't worry. It wasn't that young. I was just 11. Wait, you said 13, then you said 11? Wait. <laughs> How old were you in 2011? Uh, okay, hold on. Mm, uh, Ten years ago. I turned 14 that year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I'm turning 24 in May. Oh, holy cow. Way to expose myself. Sorry. No, I said that to myself. <laughs> I, it was blatantly me who just did that. <laughs> One day. One day what? You'll be, I want to say you'll be old. I don't want to feel, I don't feel but then, old. But then you'll be old. I'm always <laughs> You'll winning. always be the old one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it's okay. What's, what's your most spiritual moment? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, the first one that I always think of, obviously I've had, you know, several, was probably when I was in um, sixth grade, I went to Covecrest. For those of you who aren't familiar, it's a life teen camp in Georgia. Um, and I went with my youth group when I was in the sixth grade. And I went to like adoration, praise and worship for the first time. Or at least the first time I can remember. Um, and it was like the first time I remember being like, I am a thousand percent sure that that is Jesus. Just like in a way that went beyond words uh, where just the monstrance was being with the priest was processing by me with the monstrance and the music was playing. And, you know, I that was the first time I had that whole experience of just being overwhelmed with joy and crying and like worshiping with everything I had because it was just this experience that goes beyond words of like that is Jesus and this is the first time I'm like fully with every part of me as an individual realizing that and I I I mean that was how old are you in the sixth grade you're 11 12 yeah something like that so that is like what 13 that's 13 years ago Uh (laughs) um and I still think about it all yeah and and draw you know faith from that um because that even though i don't experience that every day i i always have a memory of that and that will never go away so it's remains something super powerful and formative for me that is such a crazy thing when 
a crazy good thing when you sudden when it's suddenly like no god is totally real yeah and he's right here and he loves me and yeah it's just is very life-changing yeah and even yesterday i was actually thinking about it because we had an all-school adoration um at our high school mm-hmm. for our kids that we work at not our <laughs> we are not in high school yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um i was talking uh to the kids before just about how and i was very moved by like wow there's probably so many kids in here who don't i, I mean no don't really know in their hearts what's going on like you know you're raised catholic you Mm -hmm. know that the eucharist is jesus and you hear that but when you come to realize that as an individual and like god strikes your heart with that truth it's just life-changing and i was really moved and like moved to pray for them that they would have this openness that god could move in their hearts in that way because i was like man like i remember what that experience was like for me and how how much that changed every time i walk into a room with the eucharist and how much i want everyone in the world especially our kids yeah but everyone to experience that um yeah so it's funny i was literally just just thinking about Mm -hmm. it the other day yeah do you remember your first communion i do i really do what was that like um i had a flower crown i remember that um not like a veil i had a veil too okay um and i just i remember not i i only remember a few moments and details of it but i remember the moment it happened and i remember caring a lot but of course you know i don't think it had like struck my heart at that point Mm -hmm. i mean that happens to some saints but in second grade (laughs) right yeah (laughs) Yeah, you're kind of limited um but i do i do remember that i was at my home parish um from when I was really little mm-hmm. and just it's even cool to just go back and think on that um even though I didn't realize it at the time like God was working and allowing me to partake in like this amazing miracle which is just crazy like how that all could have happened without me even realizing it you know um what about you do you remember uh vaguely like I remember practicing yeah and we got to like you know sample an unconsecrated host yes. and we had to get <laughs> a permission slip signed to sample the wine, which is just a funny thing that is so very Catholic. It really like, is. Sign this permission slip so we can give your kids so your a, sip of, a sip of wine. wine. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, what you said struck me with all the sacraments. Um, so, like, obviously baptism. Like, I don't, you don't, we don't remember our baptisms. Yes. <laughs> but even especially conf- uh, First Communion and maybe Confession. Might, I remember that. Yeah, that was scary. Um, <laughs> uh but even confirmation, like, and I was a little older, but wasn't fully uh, appreciative of what was happening. But that doesn't mean something didn't happen. Yeah. And, and that, that those effects, they play out. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's just such a such an amazing thing about our faith, particularly as Catholics, but as Christians as well. But especially through the sacraments. Um, and there's so many times throughout my life. And even now that I you know, get the whole Jesus thing. There's mm-hmm. definitely some moments I take it for granted, but that God still works um, despite my weakness and my distraction and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he has been like, yeah, since the day of my baptism. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, what do you remember about your first confession? <laughs> I don't know if this is accurate, <laughs> but I, so... We'll just m- say it is, whatever it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so our... My parish has like normal traditional confessionals, like the box, like where you go in and a door closes. Was that where did you grow up at St. Peter's? Yeah. Gotcha. But I think 
we went to confession for our first confession. Like everybody was in the church. Everybody, all the parents were sitting there. Oh, and I think we went up in the sanctuary in front of everybody. Oh. So I think if I, rem- and maybe this is like, I made this up. My mom can write in. Yeah, well, please. <laughs> but, uh, shout so, like, out to fr- Mrs. Gossett. <laughs> yeah. Please let us know. <laughs> in front of the Mary altar, I think I was, we were sitting there. And I and that's I don't remember what I said. I'm uh-huh. after hearing a lot of first confessions. I'm sure it wasn't that interesting. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, I think uh, yeah, I just it was in front of everybody, which is a crazy thing to me. Um, but it, yeah, it does happen that way. Do yeah. you remember yours at all? All I remember is this one thing that I confessed, which is just so funny. I. <laughs> I confess not like playing with my dogs enough. <laughs> I had a dog growing up and I was like, I didn't even give my dog enough attention. <laughs> and that is a perfect example of the heart of Molly McManus to uh-huh. this day. <laughs> Those are the things that get me feeling guilty. A lot of pet related sins. A lot of pet related <laughs> I have a better, more well-formed conscience now, conscience now, I hope. But, <laughs> That's but um, I remember where I was sitting and everything. Okay. Um, I remember that, like, actually feeling like that meant something, mm-hmm. like, r- to to the extent I could in the second grade, understanding the gravity of that, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I think I think of that, and I think of, and it was in high school, at the high school we work at, and we had a class retreat where it was sort of, for the first time I was like, no, this is, like, this is me choosing to do this. Yeah. And really, like, examining my, my conscience and confessing things I needed to confess that mm-hmm. was the first time that uh, it felt super real yeah. and meaningful. Did you have mm-hmm. an experience like that? I can't remember like when that happened to me for the first time, but I remember like, you know, a season in my life where it started happening like that and just mm-hmm. at least gradually coming to understand confession more and more. And I actually had this when I was in high school, I had one confession where I confessed something pretty serious for the first time ever. And I really had to work up the courage. And probably a lot of people can relate to this. Um, we've mostly had bad confession experience. Not most of our confessions, but most of us have had one or two, I would say, mm-hmm. at least. And it was just like a really bad confession for me. It just kind of had some issues with what the priest said. Um, but I remember being so, like, I walked out of there and I was still, I was, like, sad. But I was, like... Wow, the amazing thing about our faith and the Catholic Church and, like, the way Jesus established things is that, like, even though that didn't feel the way that I wanted it to feel, I'm still forgiven of this sin. Yeah. And I re- that's, like, a big confession moment for me in my mind. Like, the priest doesn't need to make me, you know, never sin again or give me this perfect flowery flowery response that we all want mm-hmm. but it doesn't it, it's about god it's about laying down your sins before jesus in the sacrament and they're gone and like th- that's all that it comes down to which was super powerful for me to realize and i think it was totally grace that that happened to me in high school because i had every reason to be like i'm never going back again because yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was it was like an emo- it was an emotional hard thing to confess but um i just think that yeah i th- i think about that experience mm-hmm. um I think that's one of the, like the top. I don't know. We'll put it in the top five things yeah. about the Catholic faith is that the sacraments doing what they're supposed to do doesn't depend on like the worthiness of the mm-hmm. minister or on how it makes us feel. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, we'd be always kind of chasing that 
that feeling of like, oh, I really want to feel like this did something, this receiving communion or going right. to confession or even the big ones of, not that those aren't big, but uh, yeah. like <laughs> getting married and mm-hmm. being ordained, all these moments that uh, we know it works. We know that like the grace that God wants to give, if we're doing our part and the priest is doing their part, even if they're not a perfect person and they're not a perfect person, yeah. it, it happens. Yeah. Plot yeah. Twist. And just the grace that comes to that. Like I was even ta- talking to my friend the other day who's just hit six months of marriage and just talking to her about how like her and her husband haven't necessarily done anything like crazy different to be holier people since they got married. But like how much their relationship has flourished just because of the sacramental grace that comes from it. Mm-hmm. And just, w- w- yeah, what a gift that is that. God doing his work, you know, we can choose to say yes or no, but like, that's really all it depends. Like, that's all that depends on us. Right. We Mm -hmm. don't need to like make it happen. We just need to like accept it when it happens or reject it. Yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend accepting it though. Yes, absolutely. It's been good for me. (laughs) I I concur. (laughs) Um, Okay. Do you want to, do you want to go for a question, father? Yes. I'm going to pick a not serious one. Okay. Yeah. We have, we have some. He actually said serious and less serious. Well, they're definitely less serious. That's why it's funny that you just said less serious. (laughs) Who is the best Star Wars character and why is it Boba Fett? (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is especially fitting. Us and our friends. Mm -hmm. Us and our friends have been working through, we worked through the Star Wars prequel. So we just finished that the other day. So this is, We've been thinking and talking about Star Wars. A lot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, gosh. Do you have your answer? I gotta like I already said it. It was Boba Fett. Oh, well why? <laughs> I, uh, I didn't know that you thought that. I think we just... only talked about our favorite like Marvel characters. Oh, okay. Just for sheer just for sheer coolness. I don't know what you just mouthed at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. We'll keep this I'll tell you the secret after. Okay. <laughs> Um, just for sheer coolness, he's barely in the original movies, but he looks awesome. He's super cool. He barely talks. Yeah. He's just super cool. And then as he's shown up in other stuff, I'm just like that much more of a fan. And particularly Mandalorian. season two of The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. he shows up again. It's like, wow, he's he got out of the Sarlacc and he's... Uh, <laughs> Everyone's going to know what that means. <laughs> they will, they, or they should. And uh, And he's like helping out the good guys. Yeah. Yeah, it it is he is just a really cool character for mm-hmm. sure. Um and this might sound cheesy, but I just got to I got to go with Obi-Wan, man. That's a great choice. Uh, and, and, like and we we've been laughing because I definitely have a crush on Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I call him Dreamy cuz he is objectively. But this, prequel Anakin. Yes, prequel Anakin. Not like Not Star, Darth Vader. Darth Vader head. <laughs> <laughs> but in the second movie, he's just not a very good actor. No. Um, but Obi-Wan, from beginning to end, the character, the actors, the virtue of the character, it just has this perfect balance of, like, being tough but, like, kind. I just feel like he's the perfect, the epitome of what it means to be a Jedi. That's a great answer. <laughs> for, those, for those of you who can't tell, I really love Star Wars. <laughs> um <laughs> And he's just, he never stops being good. He's just good. Yeah. And every time I watch his character in particular, I'm struck by the, like, spiritual um, 
elements that I see in Star Wars. It's a lot of it's through Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Like even just the way he dies and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. Anyway, I could go on and on, but Obi Wan's my answer. Not a Star Wars podcast, but it could be if we really wanted it to. Maybe we should start a Star Wars <laughs> podcast. <That'd be> great. <gasps> Why do I want to do that? <laughs> maybe, maybe we could work out. Let's talk about that. Okay. Okay. Side note. Do you want to pick a, a less serious question? I'll pick a less sweet, a less serious question. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I would like everyone first to take a minute to guess for both of us to yourself. Just take a minute. What do you think father is? What do you think Molly is? Now we're going to tell you, father. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine this is like an educational video. There's there's a moment of silence where they get to answer out loud. (laughs) I'm definitely an introvert. Mm -hmm. Um, I am somebody, especially now, who talks in front of people, interacts with people, and is on a lot. But I know that I have to retreat to my cocoon to be recharged. And I know that if I go too long of like social stuff, it just wipes me out. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe an introvert acting like an extrovert. Extrovert. By need. By need. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think that's something people get mixed up a lot. Like it's not just because you're social or have to be doesn't mean you're not an introvert. It's not where you get your energy from. Exactly. Which is why I am an introvert, which shocking yeah every no one ever believes me except the people who know me really well like you probably can see it now knowing me yes more yeah. than like when you first met me but i was kind of shy when i first met you but i know that you you value your time or like your like solitary time as yeah. a good thing mm-hmm. yeah like i can definitely be crazy and very social mm-hmm. but like what like when I'm home, I am home. I'm in my room. I'm by myself, and I need that time to like get the energy to go out and be social. So like when I had to quarantine for fourteen days, I was in a house completely by myself for most of it, and I loved it. <laughs> I was in heaven, man. Uh-huh. And so yeah, I I can be social for sure, and and I'm a little wild, but definitely an introvert. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now you can ask a more serious question. Okay. There are some good ones that I definitely want to. Yeah, make sure you hit the important ones. <laughs> um, I think I want to go first with what spiritual practice has had the most far-reaching effect on your life? Oh, I didn't even read that one. Oh, good. That's a good question. I would say, that I'm, and I'm sure there's lots, I'm going to say two. Mm-hmm. Um, daily scripture reading um, and praise and worship regularly mm-hmm. um i was raised um in a more charismatic house household um so but yeah like i said in sixth grade was probably the first time where i experienced like praise and worship in the sense where you raise your hands up and stuff would like to make a disclaimer not everyone has that kind of spirituality and that's mm-hmm. fine i'm just speaking about my personal i want to talk experience. about that in a second yeah too. okay we'll get there yeah. <laughs> um but for me um like just the total surrender, not just of my heart, but like of my body, even in the sense where I'm like lifting my hands or even kneeling or like when, and music is big for me and that's no secret. And just like uniting that with one of the things that I love the most and ordering all of that, my full self, heart, body, mind, soul, and even just like my passion for music towards worshiping God has just been super powerful for me and something that the more time has gone on, the more I've implemented it into like it's something i do alone in my room every night um so it's not just like when i'm in a room with everybody else everyone mm-hmm. gets the same eh? <laughs> like <laughs> um 
that's something I like to do by myself a lot as well. But what it has in the far reaching aspect, I would say what it has done for me is like given me just much more of a like constant um, heart, heart, like disposition. That's the word, a con a more constant disposition of like gratitude and awareness that my full self exists for Jesus. And that means I need to watch what I say, how I act, how I think to the extent I can control that. Like, um, all of it, like when you take the time to just intentionally offer your full self towards worship of the Lord, you realize that like what you do with your full self matters more. So it's been far reaching in that sense and, uh, reading scripture in the sense that like, whether I feel near to God or far from God, I can always find him within the scriptures. Um, and draw back to Bible verses and, and what, especially with the Gospels and what Jesus did in his years of public ministry. And that I don't need to, like, there's lots of times where I don't see the way he's working in my life because of struggles or things like that, even though I know he constantly is. And so going back into scripture helps me to, like, keep that faith that he is, even if I don't see it. Um, yeah. So that's what I'd say. It's kind of a long answer. No, that's good. Do you have that's, any follow-up thoughts? For. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, first, I, for for me, I would say first is like silence, unstructured prayer, like yeah. meditation of learning. And I feel like I only really got to this and like continually every day wrestle with it, but got to it in seminary. Mm. Like not good at it all the time. Um, that's okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, just that time of being with God, even not necessarily thinking anything or saying anything to him in my in my heart, but uh, just being being there and being open, yeah. um, trying to let him love me, that has been huge. Uh, and I think that especially came from my spiritual director in seminary because I think that's just very much his his prayer life, and he kind of shared that. But to get to praise and worship, I think it's only this year, uh, whatever, 2020 recently mm -hmm. that I've realized what an impact that's had on me. Like growing up, that was like what weird charismatics did. Yeah. That was totally like, it Which was is just so funny. The difference of experiences. Yeah. That we had. Yeah. I went to a parish that was fairly like traditional then. Um, and even people, if they watch me celebrate mass now, I feel like I, like I'm not doing it in Latin, but it's I, like, I'm a fairly traditional celebrant and things like that. Sure. But um, the what I've received through that kind of prayer, through the music, and even like you said, like the fact that it, it can be a physical thing with your hands or whatever. And I think most of all, just like, and for me, it's very much of being doing it with other people, but being there, being part of that, so being part of a, a group of people praising God, but also kind of like having to accept of like putting yourself out there in front of other people yeah. has been very helpful. And I know just like just seeing what it's done at our school over the past several years, it isn't just what I've seen it do in the kids, but what I, I have received and experienced through it as well. Yeah, because I think you're right. You bring up a good point. It takes a certain amount of like abandonment to just like not give a crap what anyone around you thinks mm -hmm. of the way that you're choosing to pray. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and when you get to that point, there's so much freedom. So that's something huge it's done for me is it's brought me a lot of freedom of just like I could be the only one in the room praying this way, and that's okay because I'm doing it for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it so people look at me or think anything of me. Um, it's not just something I do when everyone around me is doing it, you know. Um, yeah, super powerful. 
And it's I think it's interesting that not until like really recently in your life yeah. it's become a part of it. And like in college I did it but it was like I was playing drums. And right. it was just like <laughs> I I I find it hard and you you can speak to this to maybe because you're singing it's different. Mm-hmm. Playing drums and doing praise and worship is not the same experience. I'm sure. Yeah. I I don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. Though fun fact, I've recently been really regretting the fact that I never learned how to play drums and I would like to. So maybe you can teach me. Um, <laughs> he nodded. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> okay. What's that supposed not, to be? No, not that <laughs> no, you I can't know. do it. <laughs> I just really want Star to. Star Wars podcast, drum lessons. We'll put <laughs> those on the list. Yeah. <laughs> We're big, big time dreamers, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what I was saying. <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> Dang it. No, I was definitely in the middle oh, of Oh, I was talking about uh, you as someone singing and playing that it's easier to maybe praise yeah. the Lord and actually pray. Yeah, but there's definitely times like as a musician, like I need to attend praise and worship too because it's so important to me because it's yeah. just different when you have to lead. Um, you yes. know, you, you can work towards this place of freedom, but it's harder to get there. Um, so like I regularly make sure I go to f- at Franciscan where I'm not leading mm-hmm. because uh, now at school I'm not anymore, which is nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just simply for the fact that I get to en- enjoy and participate and cry while the kids do it because I'm so <laughs> proud of them. <laughs> um, that was my experience yesterday at school Oh yeah, because there was a bunch of priests out there. So they heard confessions. I was like, I'm just going to stay in here. Yeah. And so that very rarely happens nowadays so that was a powerful thing yeah yeah good stuff do you want to pick one of those i'll pick one of those okay so my question for you and it might be the same it might be different what is your favorite book of the bible and is there a person in the bible you identify with favorite book i think is the gospel of john a classic (laughs) it is a gospel for the lovers That's what that's, they say. Is, I have never heard that, but really, that is, like it's because it's more like poetic than the other gospels. Totally, and it's yeah, it's I like his uh, his take. Just yeah, maybe it is the the poetry of it that it's yeah, I'm right. <laughs> you're right <laughs> that he takes it's it's just such a beautifully told story, and it's not just the facts of the story, but kind of like uh, in seminary we learned about the high Christology of John mm-hmm. is the thing we talked about. But I think just that it gets into like the um, the behind the scenes of yeah. like the eternal part of it, and that always really strikes me in a powerful way. Um, even though I asked this question and wrote it down, uh, I think maybe so. Like the beloved disciple in the Gospel of John, I even I like. I don't. I can't talk. <laughs> the beloved disciple in the Gospel of John. I admire and I like the way that he relates with the Lord. Yes. So like his closeness to the Lord um, and willingness to follow the Lord. So like, and we're assuming it's John who wrote the gospel is kind of the way we take it. But um, just that he went, I guess those two scenes, uh, him basically like leaning on on Jesus at the Last Supper, like close to the Lord and then going to the cross. Mm -hmm. Um, Just that willingness to be close to the Lord no matter what the situation. I really admire that. Yeah, that's awesome. How about you? Um, so my favorite books of the Bible, James is a big mm. one. Um, it's very Catholic, very uh, in the sense that it focuses a lot on redemptive suffering. Yes. And, um, my favorite Bible verse is James 1, 2 to 3. Whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy, for you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Mm. Um, so I love that and the focus on suffering. And related, I love Job which I've talked about yeah. plenty of times. Um, 
so those two books of the Bible. And then I would say, I just, I just love, I, I, I don't know that I necessarily relate to Job one, cause he suffered far more than I ever have in my life too. Cause he handled suffering far better than I have in my <laughs> life, but I, he's someone I really strive to be like, and to suffer like just that my other favorite Bible verse, I forget the reference, but it's in Job, um, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. Like just that attitude of like holy indifference of like God sometimes allows really great things to happen. And sometimes he allows really hurtful, painful things to happen, but he is good no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's really what I think a perfect summary of the book of Job and just his life. He led just a seemingly perfectly laid out life before. And Satan thought that that was the only reason why he was faithful to God. And the Lord knew that he would be faithful no matter what. And, um, well, he lost truly everything. Yes. And, suffered so much and remained faithful but he still questioned and struggled and i think that's i, I really took him in that sense <laughs> you know yes, like yeah um he I, yeah like so much of that book is him talking or those other guys his talking friends, yeah his three friends yeah um and the, even them sometimes trying to convince him like what the heck why are you uh -huh. staying faithful and he's like i know man this sucks but like god is good <laughs> <laughs> and that's just like so beautiful that he has the ability you know like mary even and and all of this i'm i want to <laughs> disclaimer this is mary and joseph are my favorite people in the bible oh, and you know jesus yeah but <laughs> that I'm wasn't leaving, the question right i'm leaving the holy family <laughs> out uh -huh. of this um and but he just suffers greatly and doesn't like reject that pain like he feels the pain and recognizes that it's difficult and that he doesn't understand but chooses to remain, remain faithful in the midst of that and mm -hmm. i i strive to be like that in my life yeah um amen it's a long journey but absolutely job yeah. is a tough read yeah i'm doing this like bible study on it right now and it's i i, sh I gotta give it to you after okay. i think you'd like it anyway i, <laughs> I think that, so you've heard that father mike schmitz is doing that bible in a year yeah i gotta check that out guys. have you yet no, because okay. <laughs> I would never listen to it every day. I would have such a hard time with that. You should try just one. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I've, I've been recommending it to people because I think it's a good idea. My yeah. mom's doing it to bring her up again in this this episode. Wow. Best <laughs> but, mom ever. <laughs> but uh, she was saying, like, yeah, we're going through Job. Ugh. It's rough. And I was like, no, it is. Yeah. It really you get is. into those those dialogues. It's very difficult. Yeah. And when you, like, break it down. Yeah, it really is. But mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Worth reading. Bible. Yeah, worth reading. Yes. Um, okay, we have one more or two more silly questions. Let's do both of those. Okay. Because <laughs> I like them both. Father Michael. Yes. We're going to have the freaking same answer for this. <laughs> Are you sure? No. <laughs> What's the best song on Folklore <laughs> by Taylor Swift? I am pulling it up. Yeah. Uh, I, I have not been a Swifty. For very long. He's a new Swifty. Thanks to... Mainly just over this album, so thanks to you. Yeah, I just yeah. needed the credit given where it was <laughs> <Yes>. due. <laughs> yeah, I really like this album. Um, if I can pick... So, like, definitely Exile, because Bonnie Bear is amazing. Yes. And uh, I don't know how many <laughs> times at our office we're screaming out. Oh, snap right <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. But the one that I like love right now is my tears ricochet because the bridge is like the best bridge just not home yeah no that's great that's the whole how and, <laughs> and then i looked over and she for the cut out of her staring at us and i forgot she's like she was you didn't there. do it justice <laughs> yeah. yeah so my tears ricochet is right now my favorite one mine i think will always and forever be exile mm. i just think it's so beautiful lyrically 
and um, musically, um, like especially at the bridge where they do that back and forth of mm-hmm. like, the guy says, "You always walked a vi- we always walked a very thin line. You didn't even hear me out." And she's like, "Didn't even hear me out." And he says, never "You never gave a warning, warning sign. sign." And then she says, "I gave so many signs," and that just <laughs> blows yeah. my mind. Man. Oh, it's great. Um, also really love this is me trying in august <laughs> you can't name all of them <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'll stop there oh, i don't want to name all of them <laughs> we'll talk about evermore another day <laughs> um that's and good the last <laughs> of course this is the last it's perfect for us yes best fast food let's go chain not meal like I like hear restaurant both. okay i want to hear all right sir. i want to hear your choice so <laughs> i don't think i can pick a this is this is disgusting that <laughs> but this is me trying <laughs> I don't think I could pick one but uh so like say it's I'll paint a picture for you All right this is going to be a beautiful picture 9:45 on a weekday night Oof. I've just finished like whatever ministry thing we've going on mm-hmm. and feels familiar a long day <laughs> like a McDonald's coke hits is different. the best thing in the world <laughs> cuz it's so cold and so sweet. And like chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce. That's the good good right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, what are like your favorite chains though? Um I'm going to I I know yours. I mean, you love McDonald's. You love Taco Bell though too. Yeah. You love Chick-fil-A. It, yeah, there's not a Chick-fil-A in Steubenville. That would be a real problem. Yeah, we would um have no money. Yeah. I mean, truly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just yeah. It would That's be. Simply I want it to happen for the good of the people of Steubenville, but, but not uh, for the good of your like heart. My heart <laughs> yeah. No. When <laughs> when I've gone to vacation many times in the summer, I will stop at Chick Fil A for like every meal. Oh yeah. Yeah. Every time. Drive. Every time. There's one in my hometown, so every time I go home to visit and I like pull in, my mom's like, "You want to go to Chick Fil A?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I get <laughs> it like occasion. every day when I'm in Maryland, which is funny. So is your answer going to be McDonald's? No, honestly, Chick-fil-A probably. I Maybe just because it feels healthier. I mean, I do love McDonald's, but it also makes me feel gross. Like, sometimes. Depending on how hungry I am. Yeah. And how often I eat it. Yeah. Um, I also really like... Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, it's the best. But it's it's the... It's the... um, What's the the bowl? bowl? The famous bowl, which is chicken, corn, mashed potatoes, cheese... I think that's it. Mm-hmm. All just mixed up in a bowl. It's, it's a great perfect. invention. Yeah. So I love getting that. That might be one of my favorite meals. Also the classic Chick-fil-A sandwich with Chick-fil-A sauce. Mm-hmm. And if it's McDonald's, double cheeseburger with just cheese, small fries, and of course, a Coke with no ice. But That is the order. Those are probably my top three chains. My favorite new thing is Dunkin' Donuts snack and bacon. <laughs> yes. Which is it. that and the little bagel bites. Yeah, the bagel bites. And they invention. also have the stuffed croissants. Which are really, it's like the, <laughs> we're going off here. It's the perfect amount of food for me because I'm, I'm never like over the top hungry in the morning. So like a perfect thing is <laughs> on my way to work for me to get, it's like the chicken and bacon stuffed croissant. It's like an everything bagel. With chicken and bacon inside. Yeah, but it's not a bagel. It's a croissant. Mm-hmm. And then a nice coffee. It's like the perfect morning. Yeah. And listen, if y'all get Dunkin' Donuts and you don't have the app for points, you're missing out. I get free stuff. All the time. Do you use it? Oh, I constantly. Okay, good. I only use it. Okay, good. Because it, it like you you go like three times and then you earn a free drink. It's crazy. The, the one time I went, and it was like a spur of the moment thing, 
and I was sitting at the drive thru and she told me the total and I just sat there. It's like, oh yeah, you have to pay. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually use the app. I was so mad today because I get like oat milk in mine because I'm basic. That's no, really. Just kidding. That's not why. Um, but no oat milk. No, they had it, but I had a free drink. But because I got oat milk in it, it cost seventy five cents, <laughs> and I was like, that feels wrong. I to didn't me. know that that. That, that rule Neither was in there. Neither did I. It says free beverage. I'm sorry. I got a beverage. <laughs> just had oats in it. Because <laughs> anyway. oats make milk. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> just like almonds. So, whatever this was. <laughs> it was fun. It was We're fun. Just, we chatted about some good things, and it gave me some ideas for future podcasts. Particularly, oh, I think, talking about the, the subject of like the sacraments and like... Uh, issues that people have with certain sacraments, mm. particularly confession, that could be cool. Yeah. So if you'd like no, to hear about great. that, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there's anything that we briefly mentioned that you'd love to hear about. A lot more people have been messaging me recently about topics. So, oh, good. Good. Um, yeah. Thanks for your messages. Please send more. Pulls. PLZ. Uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about how God's lo- been loving you lately? Yeah. So for me... Um, think a lot something that i've just struggled with in my relationship with the lord is believing he wants good things for me because obviously there's suffering in the world right um <laughs> and so like d- past times of suffering in my life have just kind of put this lie in my heart that i often have to wrestle with of like god doesn't want me to be happy which of course is a lie um and that's just something he's been very clearly um working to heal recently like just giving me gifts and just like asking me to trust him and like th- I'm giving you this because it's good and I want you to be happy and like this joy will lead you closer to me so not just happy like I want you to be emotionally happy but I want you I don't always ask you to draw near to me in suffering he has a lot <laughs> but sometimes he just wants to give us good things because he loves us um and that in in it period <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and that's just been a really healing thing for me recently in my life it's been making that just very clear i was talking to my spiritual director about it this nice. morning so yeah that's my answer okay what about you similarly uh i have a problem with basing my just how i feel about my relationship with god on am i doing the things i want to do am i accomplishing the things i want to do like productivity and when I don't, so like I had a day this week where I was just like, I didn't get things done. I was kind of tired and out of it. And I didn't like feeling a little overwhelmed by things. There's lots of things. We all got um, our things. We all got <laughs> things. And driving to, I think I was driving to school the next day. And I was just like blah, just like mm. mad and just not feeling good. And it was almost like if you've ever had to like open a door that was like sort of hard, like, crammed shut where you sort of drag it and wrench it open it was like god just kind of like no i still love you yeah and just like pulling this door open and i didn't want it to open because it was very much just like no like this is how i feel this is the truth isn't it so funny how we do that yeah even though we'll be happier if we just let the door open it's annoying yeah so that was it was like uh it was god loving me but a way i was like not prepared for and not even ready to accept and he just kind of did it anyway yeah because he knows it's what you want deep down yeah you know um which is yeah like i was talking to i have a tendency when things get difficult to run away um at least emotionally mm-hmm. <laughs> not physically get up and <laughs> run away <laughs> um so i was talking to someone i'm really close to about that the other day and they were like 
listen, I'm like, if you ever have a good reason to run, I'm not going to stop you. But like, I know you well enough to know that you have that tendency and I know what you really want and what you really desire. So I'm not going to let you run for no reason. And I was like, well, that's how God is with us, Mm -hmm. right? Like he knows that you don't want to, even when we're grumpy, sometimes at the heart of it, you want to know that he loves you no matter what and know that he's proud of you no matter what. And so he's not going to let allow you to run away from that because he gives us the deepest desires of our hearts. Yeah, it's it and even beyond like what we want, he's like the the medicine, like the life that you need is him. Yep. And and that's the only thing. Yeah. Oof. So, there. This is fun. Yeah. So there. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back after we've watched the next 3 episodes of Star Wars. It's <laughs> <laughs> take a while. But I don't know. We watched th- like 3 in a week. No, we watched 2. Yeah, in a week. 2. But episode 3 is pretty long. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is not the Star Wars podcast. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Star Wars. <laughs> oh I'm no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bad joke didn't land. Kind of funny. Yes. Uh, I like it. Okay, All thanks. Right. See you next time. Yeah, thanks for joining us. That's all. (laughs) 